It's Monday, September 11th, 2017. I'm Herbie Newell, and this is the Defender Podcast, a daily encouragement to mobilize and equip the body of Christ to manifest the gospel to orphans and vulnerable children. This daily podcast is a ministry of Lifeline Children's Services, and I'm coming to you from Birmingham, Alabama. Well, today is the 16th anniversary of September 11th, 2001. And for those of us who were living on that day, we can all remember where we were and how we were feeling when those planes ran into the World Trade Center as we saw both of the World Trade Center towers collapse and as we saw a a plane go into the Pentagon and even as we saw that plane fall down in the field in Pennsylvania. And what a, a feeling of just helplessness we felt as a nation and as a people. I was in Birmingham uh, at a training for uh, accountants when I was working as a CPA, and I remember where I was, and I remember the helplessness that I felt. But today, I, I just know that uh, we have other disasters that are hitting our nation even today as as Hurricane Irma is ripping through Florida and as Hurricane Harvey is still having its effects filled in Houston and as even another hurricane is following Irma and so many unsureties about today. Uh, sometimes we can even be disillusioned by the problems that happen. We can be disillusioned by North Korea having weapons of mass destruction or Iran or Syria. We can be disillusioned because of the situations we have in this life. But I want us to remember that we serve a God that is sovereign, a God who is in control. Even when things seem out of control, we serve a God that's in control. And so I want us to look at a quick passage out of Ecclesiastes chapter 9, looking at verse 11 through Ecclesiastes chapter 10, verse 2. I wanted just us to see four truths that remind us today that we serve a God that is sovereign and in control. And so even as we think about September 11th and the things that happen, as we even try to reach into the lives of kids in crisis and and, and kids in the foster system, our kids through hosting, or our kids through uh, adoption, we know that sometimes things are outside of our control. And it's good to remember that we serve a God that is in control when we feel like things are hopeless. We serve a God that brings great hope. And so this is what Ecclesiastes says in chapter 9, starting in verse 11. Again, I saw that under the sun, the race is not to the swift, nor the battle to the strong, nor bread to the wise, nor riches to the intelligent, nor favor to those with knowledge, but time and chance happen to them all. For man does not know his time, like fish that are taken in an evil net and like birds that are caught in a snare. So the children of man are snared in an evil time when it suddenly falls upon them. I've also seen this example of wisdom under the sun, and it seemed great to me. There was a little cry with few men in it, a little city with few men in it, and a great king came against it and besieged it, building great siege works against it. But there was found in it a poor wise man, and he by his wisdom delivered the city. Yet no one remembered that poor man. But I say that wisdom is better than might. Though the poor man's wisdom is despised and his words are not heard, the words of the wise heard in quiet are better than the shouting of a ruler among fools. Wisdom is better than weapons of war, but one sinner destroys much good. Dead flies make the perfumer's ointment give off a stench, so a little folly outweighs wisdom and honor. A wise man's heart inclines him to the right 
but a fool's heart to the left. We develop, beloved, many expectations for our lives. And and when those expectations don't become reality, we become disappointed, bitter, and disillusioned. We feel false. We build false beliefs about ourselves. You know, we all want to believe the best about ourselves. It's it's always so easy to see another's imperfection, but it's a whole lot harder to look in the mirror and see our own. When others point out our own sin in us, it makes us start to, to... excuse ourselves or try to compensate, you know, to say, well, if so-and-so hadn't done this, I wouldn't have done this. It's like our kids, right? Our kids come in and, well, did you hit your sister? Well, I hit her because she did this to me. We make excuses and we try to compensate. We are truly a disillusioned people. When trouble comes, we instinctively want to fix it. And if we can't fix it, we, we feel out of control and we don't know what to do. I'm convicted even today that we all as believers would say we're committed to prayer. But are we truly a people of prayer? Are we truly a people that are desperate for the intervention of our great, sovereign, and holy God? When trouble comes today, like a hurricane, or a natural disaster, or evil befits us, or maybe even the circumstances outside of our control, where our instinct be to panic, to try to fix it ourselves, to run to someone else who may have a good strategy or a steady plan, or are we on our knees seeking the Lord? If we do not acknowledge that God is sovereign, that sin is subtle, and that we are needy, and that this world has fallen, we are going to be disillusioned as we live our lives. And so as we look at this passage out of Ecclesiastes, I I want us to see four truths today which remind us of the sovereignty of God, and they keep us on September 11th, the 16th anniversary of September 11th, as we see hurricanes coming and hitting America. I want us to see four truths that keep us from being disillusioned. Truth number one, life is unpredictable, but God is in control. Skill or the lack of skill is not what predicts whether we will be successful, right? The, the words of Ecclesiastes, you know, chapter 9, verse 11, it says this, time and chance happen to them all. It doesn't matter if you're rich or smart, you can build up a kingdom. Time and chance will happen to you all. Verse 11, it says, it suddenly falls upon them. Right? The people in, in Florida, their, their houses will not save them from winds. On September 11th, our twin towers could not save us from destruction. Our military might cannot save us from invading enemies. No one knows how much longer that they have left on earth. And you cannot build a life that's indestructible. Life is precious. It is a gift of God. And we live this life knowing that God has ordained every single one of our steps. He knew our beginnings and he knows our end. God is sovereign and he is in control. So when life is, it feels like it's spinning haplessly out of control, your, your house has been destroyed by a hurricane, or your child is running away from you whom you adopted or who you fostered, remember God is not spinning out of control. Cry to him, reach out to him, trust him. His plans are so much bigger than our intervention can muster and so much grander than we could imagine. As the unpredictability of life hits, and you are seemingly spinning out of control, reach out not for control, but to the hand of the Father. God is good no matter the outcome. No matter what happens today, God is good. God did not cease to be good the moment the plane hit the Twin Towers. God did not cease to be good the moment the Hurricane Irma slashed into the coast of Florida. God did not cease to be good when Harvey brought floodwaters to Houston. God is good no matter the outcome. And to beloved, 
Remember, if you still have breath today, if you're listening to this podcast, then you still have life. And, and God isn't finished with you yet. We're not promised tomorrow. We're not invincible. So seize the day. Every single day that God gives you, preach his truth, remind his love to others, speak the truth in love. You never know when our life will end or the life of another will end. So anger and hurt are petty. There's an urgency of speaking, preaching, and reaching out with the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. And so if you're listening, God is not finished with you. He is sovereign. He is in control. Even when life is unpredictable, God is in control. Seize the day while it's still called today. Spread the fragrance of the glory of God and his gospel, both with words and deed. And so truth number one, life is unpredictable, but God is sovereign. Truth number two, though, the world doesn't always honor godly wisdom. And truth, we could say that again, right? Sometimes true wisdom isn't heard over the loud shouting of the world's foolish doctrines, right? Verse 17 of Ecclesiastes chapter 9, it says, the words of the wise heard in quiet are better than the shouting of a ruler among fools. And the truth of the matter is the shouting of this generation, the shouting of this culture is against the Lord that we serve. It's against our God. We want to turn our God's ways upside down, right? We we have the, the Nashville statement signed by evangelical leaders and and, and Really, it was just affirming truths from the Bible and, and the utter filth that was said about these leaders on social media and in public and on news media. When, when we have the wisdom of God, when we just speak what the Bible says, don't expect, beloved, that people are going to like it, that people are going to honor it. Oh, this culture does not honor the words of our God and does not honor a life lived by God's standard. John 15, 18 through 21. If the world hates you, know that it hated me before it hated you. If you were of the world, the world would love you as its own. But because you are not of this world, but I chose you out of this world, therefore the world hates you. Remember the word that I said to you, a servant is not greater than his master. If they persecuted me, Jesus speaking, they will also persecute you. If if, if they kept my word, they will also keep yours. But all these things they will do to you on the account of my name, the name of Christ, because they do not know him who sent me. And so just remember these truths. Number one, life is unpredictable, but God is sovereign. Number two, the world doesn't always honor godly wisdom and truth. And then truth number three, sins, foolishness can outweigh a life lived in wisdom. Oh, verse one of Ecclesiastes chapter 10. Eh, what poignant words. Dead flies, right? Make the perfumer's ointment give off a stench. A little folly outweighs wisdom and honor. Beloved believer, guard yourself from sin. Sin can outweigh our righteousness and we are living in a world marred by sin. It shouldn't surprise us when sinners act like sinners. It shouldn't surprise us that the world is always looking for the flaws. We are in a battle and Satan wants to discredit us by tempting us to the folly of sin. Oh, but don't forget the sweet grace of Jesus that will conquer our sin today and will once and for all reverse the course of sin that has polluted this world, right? Don't be surprised when our sinfulness or the sinfulness of others outweighs godly wisdom. 
Oh, remember the words that Peter said in 1 Peter chapter 3, verses 13 through 15. He says this, Now, who is there to harm you if you are zealous for what is good? But even if you should suffer for righteousness' sake, you will be blessed. Have no fear of them, nor be troubled. But in your hearts, honor Christ the Lord as holy, always being prepared to make a defense to anyone who asks you for the reason of the hope that is in you. Yet do it with gentleness and respect. Let's speak the name of Christ and let's guard ourselves against sin. And if we are ready to speak the name of Christ, what a great guard against sin. What a great guard to forget his holiness. And so the four truths again, the first three, life is unpredictable. God is sovereign. The world doesn't always honor godly wisdom. Number three, sin's foolishness can outweigh a life lived in wisdom. And then last, but certainly not least, we live in a world that is marred by sin, groaning for redemption. And so when tragedy happens, when accidents happen, when, when hurt happens, when death happens in this fallen world, despite how much we may plan, we risk loss and energy for the sake of the gospel of Jesus Christ, because this is the reality of a fallen world. And so let me just leave you with this plea. If God is calling you today to adopt, to foster, or to get engaged on behalf of the life of orphan, you will risk your life. You will risk your comfortability. You will risk your plans. You will risk your family. Oh, but Christ and his commands are worth it. We risk it all to make the gospel of Christ known to vulnerable children and to manifest that gospel. So in closing, let's be reminded today on September 11th where our hope lies. It's not in this life. It's not in this kingdom. No, we don't exist to build this kingdom, but we exist to build the kingdom of God, a kingdom that cannot be destroyed by terrorism, a kingdom that cannot be destroyed by hurricanes, a kingdom that cannot be destroyed by floodwaters. Thank you for listening to the Defender Podcast. For more information or to connect with me, please visit HerbieNewell.com. To partner with Lifeline, visit LifelineChild.org. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook by searching for Lifeline Child. You can email us directly at info at LifelineChild.org. Beloved, will you allow God to use the gospel through you to impact the life of a child? Please contact us because we are here to defend the followers. We'll see you again tomorrow for the Defender Podcast.